Hey, Soraya. Hey, Jeff. First off, I love that t-shirt. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Yes. It's got Wonder Woman on it and it says proud immigrant. I love that. Yeah. Thank Immigrants, you. that's what makes up this country of ours. So hey, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> no, I don't half think... of us wouldn't be here. <laughs> I'm not I'm not Native American, so I wouldn't be here either. Yeah. So, so all of my family immigrated uh, from the, um, the UK pre-civil or pre-independence. Um, so, I mean, we, we were here since the 1700s, but not before that. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, half, half of my family was in Mesoamerica. I don't know. I'm going to guess probably somewhere in the 1500s, you know, but definitely not this far north or <laughs> further there, but yeah, that's yeah. a story for another day. Yeah, the story for today is a big influence on the Paisley Underground. Yeah, uh, so we are going to take a look at the first, what you know, the the big Kahuna Nuggets compilation. Yes, and Jeff and I decided to take it at a disc by disc. <laughs> We're taking a disc by disc approach, and we are using the CD. Uh, compilation when you know granted we're not using the og yes. lp but um yes so, so i think the the original vinyl version although mine's a repress a reissue right. i think this is what has come up in conversations as we've talked to some members of the paisley underground namely steve Wynn, i think vicky peterson debbie peterson have mentioned that the nuggets compilation was a big influence but yeah Box set is what we're we're addressing. Yeah. So you Multi have the disc. you have the LP and but for our purposes, we're using the CD. So yes. uh, the CD box set. Um, and more of the nuggets compilations to follow later on. Because yes. there's just good music there. So Jeff, let's get started. Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agroviar. Let's get groovy. All right, so nuggets. Yes. Yeah, so this was brought up a few times in several conversations that we've had. So we thought that we would take a look at this compilation that had a big impact on Paisley Underground. And um, sorry, we were talking about the original LP version. Um, this was compiled by Lenny Kay in, mm -hmm. in the early 70s um, of this music. So the full title of the compilation is Nuggets, Original Artifacts from the First Psychedelic Era, 65 through 68. So this compilation was put together originally in the early 70s about music from that short period of time 65 yes. to 68 and it's got a pretty trippy psychedelic cover that I think goes well with the music that's contained within <laughs> and like you mentioned uh, we we're talking about the box set which is a beautiful set um, that was put together with Lenny Kay the original um, curator along with um, the late great Gary Stewart 
um, which have put he's put together several box sets and he was a big part of Rhino Records. Um, and uh, so this was put together, it says in 98, Soraya, is when the box set, CD box set version right. came together. And it's got four amazing CDs. And those CDs are all packed because these songs are like um, Jim Strong length songs, like all under three minutes. So <laughs> um, yeah, so they're, it's filled with music, right, Soraya? Yes, 100%. We were going to tackle the whole box set in one episode but once we started looking at all the songs we said oh, well let's uh let's break this down into individual episodes because there's yeah four cds worth and for those um who may be interested it's got this amazing book booklet that came with the box set that's nearly 100 pages so it's pretty thick and it talks a lot about that era um there's several authors in here that wrote um little short stories and then little paragraphs about each of the artists and songs that are contained within um it's actually a pretty amazing box set so it's it being a big influence on the scene that we love we yeah, think, but yeah let's let's dig into this a little bit we're just Absolutely. gonna scratch the surface though so. <laughs> <laughs> okay so to start off with i think i think we gotta start off with a with the first track right uh, yeah so that should be me right well it should be you but actually it's me <laughs> okay so uh again we're looking at this one and um lp one yep same okay so my pick and i did it kind of without there's a great saying in spanish sin querer queriendo like without wanting to do it i did it oh I actually my selections for the for today's episode represent two places where I've lived. Oh, I didn't intend on it, but it just kind of happened. So my first pick is uh, I had too much to dream last night by the electric prunes. And uh, why don't we listen to it? Because it is uh, under three minutes. It's the very typical, um, you know, uh, Pop, pop music or single standard for that time. Um, this is a song from 1967 um, and it's under three minutes. So let's listen and then I'll, I'll fill in the geographics and a few other details, but the electric prunes, I had too much to dream last night. Too much to drink. 
as I staggered from my bed I could not bear the image racing through my head You were so real that I could feel your eagerness And when you raised your lips for me to kiss Super curious about the connections, your personal okay. connections with this. So the electric prunes are actually local to my part of the San Fernando Valley. So the band started, they were originally called the Sanctions, but oh. they got their start at Taft High School, which is in my part of the San Fernando Valley. And uh, side note, that was going to be my high school, Taft High School. That's wow. where I was districted when I was in high school, but I went to a different high school. Um, so they renamed, they got their start at Taft High School as the Sanctions. They renamed themselves the Electric Prunes in 1966. This is recorded late 66, released 67, hits number 11 on the, US, on the Billboard 100, in 67 in the UK hits number 49. So it, it had this pretty meteoric rise. And, but I found out some really interesting things about this song in particular. So first of all, another fact, this song is written by two women and oh. it's written by two women, not in the band, not associated because the producer, he didn't think they could write a song on their own. So he said, uh, let me hire these two people. Wow. And this songwriting team came up with this song. Wow. And so I love the fact that it's written by two women, yeah. um, Nancy Mance and Annette Tucker. And, um, and then, you know, the band really made, and uh, I read one thing that said, initially the orchestration, they had imagined this as a piano ballad. <laughs> but but it seems like that's kind of like an urban legend okay but these women they imagined it as a rock song so i said and that's exactly what we got and we got all these great reverse guitar at the beginning we get all these kind of funky fuzzy psychedelic tonalities 
which I love. Okay, so now I got to read this because this is what the singer, um, James Lowe said about that reverse guitar at the beginning. And it just shows you, I don't know what he's talking about, but I'm hoping that you can help me to interpret it. Okay, so I'm quoting. We were recording on a four track and just flipping the tape over and re-recording when we got to the end. Dave, the passenger, the producer, Dave queued up a tape and didn't hit record. And the playback in the studio was way up. Ear shattering, vibrating jet guitar. Ken had been shaking his Bigsby wiggle stick with some fuzz tone and tremolo at the end of the tape. Forward, it was cool. Backward, it was amazing. Yeah. I ran into the control room and said, what was that? They didn't have the monitors on, so they hadn't heard it. I made Dave cut it off and save it for later. Wow. Okay, so you understand a Bigsby wiggle stick? Yeah, so I just put away the guitar that I was playing last night. We did some recording and I was using my Gretsch guitar that has a Bigsby. So it's a a, a little, um, I don't know, like a wand or it's a stick, but um, it's a little lever on the guitar. So when you hit it, it actually mm -hmm. bends your bridge so your strings get a little bit looser so when you hit it you can go got it so it's it's an effect that you can play but the big speed ones i think are some of the best they come okay. or whammy bar sometimes yeah okay so i know a whammy bar. bar okay, okay yeah so basically that's that so. got it and the fuzz tone i understand and i think i understand the tremolo i've heard yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but all that funky tony i mean all of that it's just really cool in this song and then um, I like I like that chorus, you know, and then you gone, 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 and then boom, 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 boom. I had too much dream last. And it's just a cool song, Garage Band. And um, one last thing. So one of the things I find interesting is when you know these are this is a collection of Garage Bands or you know Garage Rock. In, in this collection. So it's really maybe um, bands that people didn't hear or maybe they heard a couple of times or, you know, but it's, there's this consistent impact on other bands. Uh, this was covered by The Damned. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. And so, you wow. know, I started looking into, you know, had anyone covered it? And yeah, I mean, it's covered by different people, but I found it really interesting that it's covered by the, the dam. So now I want to hear that. Yeah. Okay. If you had to guess, when was the, uh, the last time this band released an album? What year would you say? For the Electric Prunes? Yes. 68. No. 2004 oh there's a but listen to this product okay so this single comes out and it um with it they were able to get enough traction to get an album release so in 67 when this is released early 67 they release two albums 68 two albums 69 one and then 2002 they release one and 2004 oh. so it's just like you know pump it out pump it out pump it out i just found it fascinating the story and that they're local kids you know that that did pretty well 
And one of the things I found was an old um, American bandstand appearance by the band. And uh, Dick Clark, looking very square, <laughs> introducing them and saying, this is really gassy. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I've heard that term before, but yeah, say this is really gassy. The electric prunes, no. I had too much to do. No. So that's my first pick. All right, Jeff, yeah. now it's your turn. I yeah. took over your lead off track spot just for this. <laughs> nice, nice. Gladly hand that over. We're a team. <laughs> uh, so, and what a, what a great way to jump into a psychedelic uh, compilation on both the vinyl and CD version. That's the, right. the track that leads off. So what was that saying that you said in Spanish and the meaning? Um, Sin querer queriendo. Oh, it sounds great. And what's the meaning of that? It's like, without wanting to, I did it. Okay. So that actually applies to me too. Um, and I wish I could say that because it sounds beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so I picked two songs that were, I thought, totally unrelated. But there's a connection between the two. And we'll talk about that later. Um, the song that I picked is by a band called um, Shadows of Night and their album, Gloria, you were talking about garage rock and, and the influence that that's had on, um, on music down the line. So the cover of the Shadows of Night album, Gloria, was used when the Pandoras did their It's About Time album. And they, right. yeah, they kind of used the, the similar font colors, um, and made it their own but yeah so they definitely uh that had an impact on music that came out in the 80s as well but i wanted to play it and then we'll talk a little bit about it but um yeah there's a connection between this song and my second pick too that i'll talk about later but let's listen to the song so it's very um bluesy a rhythm and blues sounding and um i will add at this point that there's probably not a bad song on this disc it's all a lot of fun, very 60s. Um, and you can hear the influence of um, Black music, certainly on a lot of this, and um, this one for sure. And yeah. I'll, get, I'll get into that a bit after we listen to it. So this is The Shadows of Night from their album, Gloria. Um, the song's called Oh Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Everything gonna be all right this morning. A guy little woman, she in the town. She says she loves me, but best of all, she's my woman, my all all. She's my lover, yeah, she's my all. We run around, have a lot of fun. She with my ear and say, Oh, you're the one. Said oh yeah, said oh yeah, said oh yeah. Of a telephone, call pilot home. Said, Hey, little boy, won't you my daughter alone? Said, Oh, yeah, said, Oh, yeah.
The bass part after the chorus part it did that yeah doom, 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 doom. i really like how that sounds but this song probably no surprise is written by a guy um whose uh, original name was ellis mcdaniel um but he commonly went by bo diddley so oh! it's, probably, it's probably not no surprise when you hear <laughs> the rhythm of it i mean once i once i heard that i'm like yeah of course that's kind of a, a rhythm, either that or the dun 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 right. kind of a thing that, um, and of course, Rolling Stones were definitely influenced. Uh, many, many bands were by Bo Diddley, but Bo Diddley is the connection between my two songs that I didn't realize um, when I picked it, when I originally picked it. Um, so the song um, was the second single from the band's 1966 album Gloria. Gloria being the first single, um, a cover of Them's um, yeah. single, Van Morrison single. So this was their second single. Neither one the band wrote, so probably a situation not unlike the Electric Prunes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so it was released and it reached, uh, oh yeah, reached 39 on the Billboard charts. And um, uh, I, I, it's a lot of, a lot of fun. I love that, that bass part and. Um, yeah, Shadows of the Night didn't last long. They were from Chicago and they only lasted like three years. <laughs> and then they were gone. So, all right. So that's it for Oh Yeah. I, when I heard it, I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta play this. And then doing a little research, finding out that it, it's a cover of a Bo Diddley song. Oh, and I will mention that the Bo Diddley song was originally released in 59. So by the time they got to it, uh, shadows of night got to it it was what seven years old the song was seven years wow old. yeah so love that yeah late 50s see and it's still very very cool track yeah yeah Back and track. so should i do mine next i think sequentially my second so let's next. go sequentially okay and so i'll talk about the connection between these two i had mentioned that there was a bo diddley connection so the second pick that I picked from the first disc from this Nuggets box set um, is by a band called Count Five, who are from our state um, in San Jose. And the song is Psychotic Reaction. Um, and the band has said that it was written using uh, Bo Diddley's classic, I'm a Man, as kind of the starting point. So they took the I'm a Man and then wrote Psychotic Reaction 
um, based on the Bo Diddley track. So Bo Diddley, this connection that I didn't even realize when I picked the tracks, but there it is, uh, to use your phrase, two things happening and unknowingly, right? Yeah. Connect, connected unknow no, unknowingly. So uh, the song was released in June of 66, uh, recorded in 65. So falling in with that 65, 68 era. Um, one thing that I did read um, on Wikipedia about the song, Psychotic Reaction, how they got the name for the song. Um, so uh, according to Wikipedia, in late 64, Irish-born guitarist John Byrne was sitting in a health education class uh, his freshman year at San Jose City College. Uh, learning about psychosis and neurosis. <laughs> and his friend, Ron Lamb, leaned over and whispered, you know, it'd be a great name for a song, Psychotic Reaction. So, <laughs> so there you go. So, Love it. Uh, so education, kids, make sure you, you do your studies and listen to Professor Soraya when she's <laughs> and professor And Professor Jeff. <laughs> yeah, so Psychotic Reaction, there we go. So, um... I think, um, I don't know, let's listen to the song and we'll talk a little bit about it later, but this is San Jose, California's Count Five doing Psychotic Reaction. Love it.
so psychotic reaction reached number five on the billboard hot 100 <laughs> in a yeah 66 um <clears throat> we have talked about like rave ups before um especially in our conversations with michael Coricio. And I love, I love that little rave up that they do, but not only does the band save the rave up till the end, they stuck a little rave up section in the middle too, which yeah. is pretty cool as far as the arrangement goes. So I love the arrangement of this. Those rave ups, I, I was just thinking about it. I mean, I've, I've heard this album enough times, you know, you, I know what to expect, but I was just thinking about what you mentioned at the beginning with the connection with Bo Diddley. This song is literally like a bridge. It's like a generation gap bridge because you hear that old bluesy, you know, that dun, 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 dun. and then we've got this funky lead up and then rave up. Yeah. And it's like old leading to the new trend. I don't know. It just seemed like, woo, okay, we're having like old and new, old and new. And then it's like this weaving in between the two. This is just me as a listener. This is just nice. my thought. Uh, but it, I found it really interesting because they're mixing the two. And we hear, uh, there's so many of those riffs that I'm like, oh, uh, that sounds like the Beatles. Oh, that sounds <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. The, but, you know, we every band reinterprets a sound in different way. And everyone says, we still, oh, I stole that riff from so-and-so. Oh, I stole that from, you know, it happens. Yeah. It's uh, such yeah. a cool song. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and the harmonica in there, I, that, that ah, reminds me of, that. Uh, we talked to the Telltale Hearts, that band, and definitely had this kind of style. When I hear that, I kind of think of them too, but yeah, I was in my mind, as you're describing um, the old and the new, um, of course, the title pops into my head. It's just, it's their psychotic reaction <laughs> to, to the Bo Diddley. So yeah, so that my two tracks, the connection, Bo Diddley, and unbeknownst to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then, my my second one leads to another place where I lived, a band from another place where I lived. But why don't we hear it first, um, and then I'll talk about it. This is Open My Eyes by the Nas. Fire 
<laughs> probably oh, the, good. Probably the best bongo performance we've ever had on our show. <laughs> I think it may be. May just be. Okay, so first things first, here's the geographic connection. So the NASA is from Philly. Oh. Okay. They're from Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, so this, song, and also, Jeff, I stole your place again because Open My Eyes is the number, is the lead off track off of the album Naz. Oh. Okay. Okay. So I, I stole it two times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But one of the things I find really interesting about this song is a couple of things. So the Naz, all the songs on this debut album, Naz, all of them are written by Todd Rundgren, okay, who plays masterful guitar on this. Um, and uh, Open My Eyes was the B-side to the single. A-side, Hello, It's Me. Whoa. So... Whoa. When Todd Rundgren re-releases it in 1972, it's a reworking of the Naz. Hello, it's okay. me. But it's his song. He bloody well wrote it. So, <laughs> um, so Open My Eyes was the B-side. Was the B-side to the single. And I'm like, what? This is a kick-ass single. And it only hit 112 oh, on the Billboard even, chart. Didn't even break the top one. In 1968. So this is released in 68. And like, if, if you pay attention, you know, we had a, we had a song from 66, song from 67, songs from 68. And so we're starting to hear this kind of psych transition with a lot of fuzz. And uh, I mean, the baseline in this song is ridiculous, but, um, and it's just so fast paced and it's two minutes, 48 seconds. I mean, Jim's got to be loving this episode right now. <laughs> but what I love about the Naz is the melody, the harmony, and then just these kick-ass riffs that just go on and on. It's, it's really masterful. But here's something, here's another factoid that I think you'll appreciate. So the Naz releases three albums in two years. The third album is kind of like a mishmash of things put together kind of as, you know, Todd's walking out the door. <laughs> but okay so the the debut album Nas there's some traction Todd Rundgren wanted the follow-up album to be a double LP whoa and the band's like uh-uh uh-uh but see we start to see bands start to break the mold in like 67 68 69 breaking this three-minute mold that had been kind of industry standard. And I'm thinking, if they had let Tom, Todd Rundgren make this double LP, <laughs> good God, man, what would I have seen? What would I have heard? Yeah. Wow. But I found that amazing, a double LP. And he probably wanted to just like throw a bomb on it and, you know, but the band, the rest of the band and other people, they didn't want it. So yeah. that started the tensions and then, you know, slowly they start moving their separate ways. And again, I go touch point of the cover. Bangles fans will know the Bangles covered this and it's on Sweetheart of the Sun. 
So it's just a fantastic song. And the Naz comes up a lot too in different chats we've had with different bands. So, you know, I just find this song to be so good. Oh, and one little detail. This was an odd song because they released a promo video with it. So, but it's the cheesiest video I've ever seen because it's a lot. I mean, this is a, this is a band that's got some serious musicians to it and, and, you know, just really creative. And the promo video is like a monkey's video because they're like running around outside playing the instruments. And at one point they're, you know, playing their instruments with with, like the drummers playing it with like um, tree branches (laughs) or, and like uh, all of a sudden three girls show up. And so they're kind of chasing each other. It, Uh. It just reminded me of a monkey's episode. I'm like, hmm. I guess oh. at the time they thought, hey, if we're going to drum up some interest here, are four, four cute dudes that play instruments and we're going to have some girls kind of in it. And I don't know. I don't understand exactly the thought behind it, but it's out there and it's a relic. But late 60s fashion, masterful in this one. It's very, very late 60s. Nice. But man, the guitars on this and the bass line are just sick sick and then all that fun fuzz oh such a good track yeah and speaking of that guitar track i think we've heard before that that had an influence on lewis Gutierrez when they were writing her head's revolving yep so i think that was influential in that his little riff on there as well so another connection to pays underground there you go so lenny k started this compilation and here we are talking about it many many years later almost what 50 years later 70 so uh, yeah we still got a lot to dig into with this compilation but uh, i think and we just scratched the surface of course of disc one of four so and if you've ever been intimidated by the nuggets compilation please don't listen to it it's it's really eye-opening about where music was and how innovative this period of music is. I don't know, Jeff, if you've started watching, but on for those of you who have access to Apple TV, there's a really interesting documentary, multi-part documentary about 1971. No. Oh my gosh, it's really good. Is it a Ken Burns thing? I'll be honest. I'm blanking. Okay, I'm I'll blanking on the producer, but um, it deals with the change in 1971 and and how that kind of started translating into music. But it just goes to show there are moments in time that bring new things to the table, and Nuggets I think is one of those compilations that just gets us thinking. And there are a lot of songs that I guarantee, guarantee people have heard and did not realize that it, you know, that it was from a band that perhaps, you know, just didn't push further, you know, or, or, you know, taste change. But there are a lot of songs from that era that you will hear on this compilation and you will know them. Yeah. 100%. So yeah, get it, listen to it. And if you haven't listened to it in a while, please do it now. 
Yeah. It'll feed your soul. Yeah. And it might, it might uh, influence a new scene. Who knows? It influenced Paisley Underground. We know that for sure. Hey, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for the next era of garage rock. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do that, please. <sighs> so uh, on our next episode, or at least a future episode, we'll dig in a little bit further. Yeah. So hope you guys enjoyed it. I know Jeff and I did. Absolutely. And mi gente, agrobiar. Groove on, Paisley people. That was fun. We picked it. We picked good tracks. We did, but we, I don't know that we could go wrong. But I don't think you can. But yeah, you really don't. I loved the connections. You had personal connections. That was and awesome. you had you had a link, a Bo Diddley link, uh, unbeknownst to me. And then I had always thought that 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 phrasing, um, everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning. I thought that was a Muddy Waters thing because oh. Muddy Waters uses it a lot in his songs, especially uh, Manish Boy. Oh. Is that, he goes, and before he goes, a bump on a bump, he goes, everything, everything, everything going to be all right this morning. Yeah. Bump on a bump on. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little woman, she ain't very tall. She says she loves me, me best of all. She's my woman, all in all. She's my lover, and she's my boss. I roll around. Have a lot of fun. She always whispered to me softly. Said Bo Diddley, you the one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Show sure no. I hold her in my arm and I kiss her real gentle. She said. I'm feeling real real Take it easy, baby Your temperature running hot You gonna start those after me one oh, Baby, what you got?
I says, oh yeah. He says, oh yeah. Shouting. They start to run down there and have the cops to carry me out. I says, Oh, yeah. She said, Mm hmm. I said, Oh, yeah. 